This podcast is brought to you by BrunerAcademy.com, your online resource for the best public speaking, presentation, storytelling skills courses. Become a rock star communicator in any setting. Visit BrunerAcademy.com. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Live Your Best Life with Liz Bruner. I'm Liz, and my goal with each episode is to share stories of people who are recreating their lives or rising above challenges to write their next chapters with authenticity. These stories give me the courage to go after living my best life, and I think they will do that for you, too. If you like this episode, please leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to the show so this podcast can continue to inspire next chapters all over the world. Cinnamon, bay leaf, and cayenne. Blueberry, lemon, and basil. What do these ingredients all have in common? Believe it or not, they are some of the award-winning combinations of chocolates made by my guests today at their shop called Chocolate Therapy. Combining their 50-plus years of corporate experience, Pam and David Griffin left their jobs, took a leap of faith, and they became chocolatiers who now have a worldwide following. Pam and David, welcome to my podcast. It's so nice to have you here in person today. Thank, Thank you, you so much. It's us. exciting to be here. Chocolate therapy. What a great name. You say your mission is to help people feel less guilty when popping in an irresistible chocolate morsel into their mouth. How so? Because of what we use. So mm-hmm. if, if you have a truffle with cinnamon or a truffle with pomegranate or a sweet potato or something like that, you won't feel like you're having a buttercream truffle or a just total sugar fix. It's something that you're like experimenting. You're smelling maybe, you're letting it you know, melt in your mouth. You're really getting out of it what it says, trying to taste that ingredient and it comes right to you. So you don't feel so bad. Well, and chocolate also has benefits, health that's benefits, what I was right? Say that yes. The, the, each of those ingredients that you mentioned actually does have a therapeutic benefit. And that's something that we've tried to add. That's kind of the incubator, the basis for creating the chocolate therapy brand was because we do add ingredients, not medicinal purposes. We have to be very careful there. But there is therapeutic value to a lot of the ingredients that we use. Besides the ingredients that you're putting in, chocolate in and of itself has health benefits. And of course, was, I'm all for that. That <laughs> was actually one of the motivating factors when we decided to get into this is because research at that particular point in time, especially 10 years ago, there was more and more research coming out about dark chocolate dark. Yes. and the health benefits of dark chocolate, the antioxidant levels of, of dark chocolate. We did some research and we talked to cardiologists to actually recommend an ounce and a half of dark chocolate, 70% yes. cacao content and above on a daily basis because of the heart benefits that it provides for you. It also has benefits for the brain. It's good for cognitive. It's, it's good for, you know, we used to do, back in the day, I can now say that, uh, we would go to a lot of uh, independent living, uh, assisted living homes and talk to seniors about getting dark chocolate in there. Into routine. their diet? Yeah. Wow. Oh, I'm all for this. Okay. Mm-hmm. How do you guys come up with these flavor combinations? Because they're really quite extraordinary, David. Uh, we were blessed to have two very talented chocolatiers. Uh, our initial chocolatier was very creative. We wanted to have a healthy spin on our chocolates. And she came in and fell right in and created a lot of the things that we use to this day. Uh, we then, uh, uh, she left and we have another chocolatier on board right now. And actually, I think it's you and Rick just basically 
sit around and, and, and create about. a lot of these things. We do. I, I was wondering which one of you was sort of the yeah. recipe creator. Is right. it you, Pam? You, yeah, I just, you know, when I think about things that we like or something fun or something, again, like David said, therapeutic, we just come up with stuff. Sometimes it's just tasty and good. Most of the time, like, we'll come up with corn or we came up with the sweet potato or we had a tomato. Mm-hmm. tomato really? truffle once mm-hmm. yeah wow. just sit down at the table and just think about stuff mm-hmm. any combination not work that you went no we're not doing that it didn't work for them it worked for me okay so, well there were a couple i know the one you're going to mention but the one that they didn't like as much it was with a uh, a cheese well, i the, thought that was great it was just we just, had a shelf life issue with that right there was but nothing it was, wrong with it it okay. was a very 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 what was the name of the cheese? Bourgogne. Bourgogne, yeah. Some sort of French cheese. Very smelly. But it, <laughs> but it went worked very well, well with, with dark. chocolate. Yeah. Really? Yes. It was and delicious. I mean, it, was very, it was very popular. It's just that it was, had a very Couldn't short shelf life. Yeah. And That's a factor when you're a chocolatier. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Exactly. But exactly. You're, his, the one that well, we don't continue, but I think we can bring it back in mm-hmm. another form. And that's the other good thing about chocolate. If it doesn't work in your first recipe change something or remove something or add something different and it can be brought better and that was your uh the beer you didn't like the hops the honey hops oh my gosh you've already mentioned so many unique and interesting flavors you've Mm -hmm. talked about sweet potato Mm -hmm. you've mentioned the cheese ones key lime spicy pistachio Mm -hmm. what is your top selling flavor it's so funny because it's still sea salt. Yes, right? yeah. sea salt caramel. Out of one of my favorites, yes. I have to say. Oh, sea salt caramel. Yeah. Wonderful, we wonderful create, product. That is our, our biggest seller. Yes. We sell mm-hmm. dark uh, chocolate sea salt and milk. Mm-hmm. Um, dark and milk. Oh, yummy. Mm-hmm. Okay, neither of you had any experience in chocolate baking, anything like that. Pam, you worked in retail at Starbucks for 17 years. Mm -hmm. And David, you had 20-some years in the engineering manufacturing industry. Correct. And you both have said you were ready to jump off that corporate roller coaster. You were both Mm -hmm. bored and burned out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What was the thought process about even considering leaving your jobs before you maybe even knew what you wanted to do? Basically, the motivating factor, I moved my family from... Illinois, just outside of Chicago, to Massachusetts. Kicking and screaming. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yes, and it was. It was. <laughs> kicking and Absolutely. screaming. It was, it, was, it, was, it was kicking and screaming. Two years into it, the uh, owner of the company that moved me out here sold the company. Oh, my goodness. So I found myself unemployed. I found my dream job, but it was in Wooster, Ohio. <laughs> and so I commuted from Boston to... Worcester, Ohio. Not Worcester, but no, Worcester. Worcester. It's, it's exactly yeah. correct, because we're in Worcester territory here. Well, and let and me share for our worldwide audience <laughs> yes, is Worcester, Massachusetts is how you pronounce a spelling that's very strange. So correct. Worcester and Worcester. Got yes. it. Go and on. they spell the same. No, they no, no. Are, well, are it's, they? It's, oh. No, it's, no, it's, W-O, it's Worcester. Just oh, like, it's W-O. It's okay. W-O-O-S. It's the proper spelling Okay. Of anyway, you Worcester. were commuting Yes, I was commuting. And I did that for two years and it was just it took a toll on the family took a toll on me i mean you know i'm flying every week literally every week i'm on the plane so decided at that point let's try to do something for ourselves and so i started doing research into options to do something for ourselves so when and where did the idea that hmm, maybe chocolate pam it really came from david so in his exploratory with all of the research you have to tell that little story, too, how so, it happened to be chocolate. I was working with a uh, franchise coach. I was looking at different things because uh, I'm sure. into health and exercise and 
fitness places and I'm mechanical, so she, I was looking at a hydraulic hose place, and then she just threw out this chocolate place. So I fly down to Fort Lauderdale, and I meet with this guy who has chocolate franchises. And the franchise was Chocolat. The first thing that impressed me, he came to pick me up from the hotel, and he was driving a triple white Bentley. And he went on to explain to me about the money and how he made his money in chocolate, and he makes most of his money in uh, Chris, around Christmas We do time. not have a Bentley. No, we <laughs> just don't. just going to ask don't. you, do you we have don't. a Bentley not yet. yet? Okay, no. not yet, not Far yet. from it. Uh, but anyway, that got my attention as far as the potential, you know, because you're in this to make yeah, money. I yeah. mean, we had nice jobs. We had very high-power jobs, and we were used to a certain lifestyle. Sure. And so in order to try to maintain that lifestyle, I was like, well, this has potential. Okay. And it Got me looking into it, and we started talking about it, and we started investigating. And and you uh, started taking classes, didn't I you? I went in chocolate to a Cambridge, uh, Cambridge culinary. culinary school wow. to learn how to make chocolate because I've got the manufacturing background. Right. I had to understand if, in fact, it was manufacturable at a cost-effective price. Sure. Is there equipment out there that can make it? In the classes, we did everything manually. That's just not profitable doing it that way. Yeah. So once I did the research and found out that, oh, yeah, there's a way to do this. There's a way to temper chocolate automatically. I still remember to this day I bought a small tempering machine, doing my little temper test after I tempered the chocolate, and it came back good. And I walked upstairs and said, we're going to do this. And how many months later are we talking? How, how long, once that decision was made, did you guys say, we're going to do this? Six? Well, this was, this was in two, 2010 yeah. when all this started. We so opened in 2011. Opened right. 2011. So about six months before we really said yes, and then all the other preparation. And I also then went to, I took um, individual classes with little chocolatiers, but somewhere in the South End, just to understand, mm-hmm. you know, her approach and the little delicacy things that she did and so I went to a couple of those classes just so I could understand and not you know make it in the kitchen with David (laughs) and not uh, making a mess in the kitchen right right (laughs) Right. it was a nightmare oh my gosh chocolate therapy as you mentioned was born in 2011 and of Mm -hmm. course we all know just about every business had to pivot because of the pandemic I think you guys even closed your doors for about four months Mm -hmm. so but how did you make that pivot very interesting because we were thinking all the times, like we, we had to close, but we still went to the store every day, but we were not open to the public. And then there was a point where we were op- not open, but we would, you know, walk out the door and hand people they would order because, you know, we're fortunate that we have, you know, a loyal following and they wanted chocolate and especially then. Especially then. So we started the, um, you know, going out the door and handing their bag. They'd order mm-hmm. online and, or call us because we were in the store. Mm-hmm. And then the classes came and the classes just took us to these are virtual classes yes okay they took us to a whole new level we did hundreds of them Mm -hmm. like within the first several two to three months you'd think Mm -hmm. yeah uh virtual chocolate tastings so we were packing these kits which we're still doing um but you know very few and we'd send them to all the participants all over the u.s and then we would get on the zoom Companies, because everybody was at home, there was a demand. There was a market created because mm. people were to bring community at home. together and to do threat. something and different than yes. their work. Because everyone was on Zoom, so that term Zoom fatigue came. But they were <laughs> not. True. This was different. Mm-hmm. They got a taste of the Pam and David show which can be very unruly <laughs> at times. Oh, entertaining is what I was and going to say. <laughs> entertaining quite is entertaining, a word. Quite entertaining. And then we would taste chocolate, and, and we'd you know, 
it was a, a break from what they had been doing. Yeah. You yeah. know, and it was a fun break. It was a fun journey. We take them on a journey about chocolate. And most people like chocolate, and that's yeah. what we try to do. We, we create a PowerPoint presentation to walk them through, and they get to taste chocolate at each step of the manufacturing process. So you get a raw chocolate bean. Most people have not tasted a raw chocolate bean. It's not very tasty it from what not. I remember no, having had it one. Is, it, yes, is, it is not, but it's part of the experience. So what was in the kit that you would send people that gave them this opportunity to kind of go through that journey you just talked about, David? It started out with a raw cocoa bean. Okay. And Packets. then we went to cocoa nibs. Okay. And then samples of cocoa butter. Most people don't realize that cocoa butter is a byproduct of the cocoa bean. Okay. And so those are the major ingredients to create dark chocolate. Add a little bit of sugar, now you've got dark chocolate. So you get this little kit that lets you taste each Step of the way. Yep, okay. each step of the way. And then we send another kit that talks about truffle development. Because a truffle wow. is, uh, I'm not, hoping I'm not getting too geeky you with are. the, uh, <laughs> you the, uh, are. but it's okay. But a truffle is basically an outer shell with a soft center and the interaction between those two is very important. In a yeah. nutshell, what they receive in the kit are two packets, one with the things he described, and then we send them milk, dark and white chocolate, a little sample of our ganache, and then a four piece box of chocolates and then a menu. So they can know, have some water, just be ready to go through this fun. It's, it's an adventure. educational journey, and you it's learn fun. a lot about chocolate, and you have fun. And it sounds like it's most fun. of the time, most of the time, I survive. Sometimes <laughs> I don't survive. If I could push him off of the Zoom class, sometimes I probably would. You would, okay. Would. <laughs> we did one just recently, very quickly, with a wonderful company, absolutely wonderful. The best testimonial we've had, and we've done now. We've done a thousand mm -hmm. since the pandemic, and they said they would have just talked to us without even getting to the chocolate. They said if we had a podcast, we would have a following. <laughs> and then they said they would like to have us every quarter. But obviously they couldn't. But it was just, it was great. Oh. It was a great, great company here in Boston. Fantastic. Well, if people don't know this already, you are husband and wife. And how long, how, long, how, long, how many years now? A long time. A long time. I know it's more than 35. 37. 37. 37. Okay. 37 mm -hmm. I can only imagine the balancing act of working oh, with a spouse. Boy. Yes. So, Pam, what's the hardest thing about working with your spouse? Oof. And then, what's the best thing? David, you'll get your chance in a moment, <laughs> but start with you, Miss Pam. <laughs> um, you know, just the differences. And, and we already, what it's been forever, the Mars and the Venus thing with the men and women. But when you put yourself together and your minds together and you're trying to work on the same common goal, but one wants to do it one way and one wants to do it the other way and both think that their way is the right way, it is very hard to compromise. I it believe is, is the really word. hard <laughs> and being different. It's, it's really hard. And then you change. And because you've been married for so long, you don't really think that you've changed, but you really have. You do. You yeah. really have. And so a lot of the things that, you know, you were okay, or it was cute 10, even 20 years ago, it's not <laughs> cute anymore. And so you just kind of move on. You have to roll with it. The best thing? Are doing the classes and things like that. You know, when we are both on the same page, it's just really a it's lot fun. of fun. Yeah. All right, David, your chance. The and hardest being with our thing. Kids. And being, being with, with our your kids. kids. Okay, yeah. hardest thing, David, and best thing. Oh, it's just, yeah, just, I mean, it's the same thing, just the, the differences. You sure. know, we, we are uh, Mars and Venus. I mean, two different planets in this universe, okay? You have to be flexible. One of the parties has to be flexible. All right. I'm not going to ask which <laughs> <Please>. one. 
one of the parties has to be flexible. That would have to be part two podcast. That would be part two podcast. Yes. Okay. And the best thing about working with Pam, David? Uh, the classes. The Enjoy classes the also. Classes. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just mentioned your kids a moment ago. Do they have mm-hmm. any interest? You have two of them. Are they yep. have any interest in, in going into this business, the family business? No. No. Um, that, that's one they of the, that's, They do assist, but that's one of the things that, you know, you always, ideally, you know, we started this company. Yes. And, and, you know, in a perfect world, you hand it off to your kids. In a perfect world. Okay. But our kids have different interests. And, okay. and our daughter being... is an actress mm-hmm. and lives in Los Angeles and has two toddlers right now. So she's very busy. Our son is a tattoo artist. And he Look is, at you showing off your tattoos. He's in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And so they have, you know, just different lifestyles. But they both, like our son worked in Dedham oh, while yeah, we were there. He managed that story. When, yeah. they, when he comes home, you know, whatever we need, if it's, you know, packaging or whatever, he'll take care of that. And our daughter does things for us virtually, you know, and yeah. helps me with, you know, online or Instagram. If I post something and she goes, Mom, I need to go in and change this. <laughs> it's not grammatically correct or you need to. It you need more hashtags yeah. or something. Right, right. <laughs> Correct. And our chocolatier Correct. does, the kids we work with too, they're really like my kids. Oh. We've got two young men that have been with us for over 10 years. Wonderful. It's crazy. Yeah. But they'll do the same thing. Well, what did you mean by this? Let's, let's change it. Let's fix it. Because, you know, in social media, I'm just too old for that. We're never too old to learn. That's right. true. You don't only make truffles. Mm-hmm. I want to make people aware of that. Mm-hmm. What other products? I know you have Barks. What else do you guys have? Besides the caramel and Barks, we have uh, pretzels. Oh my gosh, the pretzels. You <gasps> would think pretzels were like gold. We sell so many chocolate-covered Yum. pretzels. It is insane. Milk chocolate, dark chocolate. Mm-hmm. And we've been requested sometimes for white chocolate yep, pretzels. Yeah. We do. We've, we've had white chocolate runs. Yep, and, you know, just that. things. We've made molds of Eiffel Towers. We did Towers. shapes. Uh, uh, the, the Chanel the handbag, handbag is very is popular. big, big Mm-hmm. Every time High heel we, shoes. Every time we take it to the uh, to these shows, everybody it always grabs everybody's eyes because yeah. it's a solid chocolate Chanel bag. Mm-hmm. Oh my lord! Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't even imagine. It's great. It's, it's great. <laughs> okay, you call your chocolates handcrafted Belgian chocolates. Mm-hmm. How is a Belgian chocolate different from, say, a Swiss chocolate or even a French chocolate? Oh, is it taste question. or texture? Oh, thank you so much, mm-hmm. David. Excellent <laughs> question. And there is a bit of science to that. Okay. Uh, the difference between, see, the main ingredients, cocoa butter yes. and chocolate liqueur, which is just solid liquid chocolate, those are the two combinations. Swiss chocolate has a higher percentage of cocoa butter okay. than Belgian chocolate. By adding the cocoa butter, it makes it smoother, creamier, okay. but a little less flavor because cocoa butter has no taste. Belgian chocolate has a little less. Still a wonderful experience. We like mm-hmm. that. It's not as smooth and creamy as Swiss, but it has a little more flavor. Mm. And so the flavor, and it just, it's, it's, it it's all subjective. With, yeah. And then the French have created theirs, but it's basically the ratio of cocoa butter to chocolate to liqueur chocolate. that yeah. dictates the difference between the chocolates. You know, what's interesting is there are so many chocolate brands out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. you guys are in a, in a market that, that mm-hmm. is extremely competitive. Yes. Mm-hmm. And even with your unique flavor combinations, mm-hmm. which I think is one of the specialties and distinctions, how else are you guys differentiating yourselves? You know, if you go to a chocolate sh- store and get a truffle and it says, I don't know, Earl Grey tea or whatever, by the time you finish eating the chocolate, you will finally like, oh, yeah, there's the Earl Grey. What we try to do is make sure the moment that that first melting starts, Mm. you taste it. So you don't have to 
try to figure out what Search you're eating. Right. Yes, right. You it, it hits have to, you. You yeah. shouldn't have to fight a truffle to get flavor. And yeah. some of the competitors, you have to chew and you have to chew. Or maybe even get another one. It's like, wait, I didn't get that. You know what I mean? So yeah. we it's, make sure. When we, when, we, when we evaluate our truffles, we talk about the overall experience. Melt rate, mouthfeel. Mouth Okay, and those are two things that have okay. to be a part of the truffles that we did create. You know, really quick melt rate, release of flavor, and then the mouthfeel. Like, what is the experience mm-hmm. as your tongue interacts as the chocolate melts? One thing that drives me nuts is, you know, and it's mostly men that come into the store and they'll take a truffle and, just and they just throw it, it in up. their mouth. They just slide it, it in chew their it, mouth and it's and gone. But then they'll buy more. But I know. You know. Like, but you didn't appreciate that. They love it, but. You really didn't appreciate it. You're supposed to let it melt and let the flavors release to really enjoy the, the experience. So that was my question. Is like, how do you have a, the best experience yes, eating you, a chocolate? You should, you should, let, it, it you should let it melt. Let, the, let, it let melt. it melt and let the flavor release. It okay. really coats your mouth it and is. then it lingers. So it, you it, can it, it, enjoy it. No and wrong. then you may not want like another one, you know, so quickly, which is good for... You know, not filling up on chocolate or not wanting to eat the whole box because <laughs> you're still having the, you know, after effects of the one that you had. Besides people being able to buy your chocolates online, mm-hmm. you have a new store in Wayland, Massachusetts. Congratulations on that. What's the biggest lesson each of you has learned since opening your first chocolate therapy shop in 2011? What's the biggest lesson, Pam? You have to really love what you do. Just seeing people's expression and you know, so really making sure all the little details. So for me, it's like from the ribbon to the truffle to, you know, and they're artisanal and they're handcrafted. So there might be little different individual dents or nuances or whatever, but I want to make sure that it's right because I think that brings people back. And so I've learned to just, I don't know, take the time to make sure that the presentation is there. Obviously the flavor is there. I haven't learned how not to stress about it. If I could, you know, figure that out, I would really be in a much better place. You'd sleep better. I would. I would. David, for you, what's the biggest lesson? Owning your own business is not for the faint of heart. Yeah, I've said that before myself. Okay. <laughs> you have to be passionate, and, and we are. I think you can tell just in, in the way that we communicate. We talk about chocolate. We're passionate. We love our product. And that's the motivation to keep us going. But every day is a hustle. It's like, okay, yesterday was fine and yesterday was great, but what are you going to do tomorrow? Today and tomorrow. tomorrow. I just want to add, too, I think that, and we're all guilty of it, have glamorized entrepreneurship and Mm -hmm. small businesses, and we've had so many highs, like amazing. But the lows, you have got to, like, strap in and ride them and Mm -hmm. really it's like, are we going to make it? Is this going to happen? And so... It's really important to know. Mm-hmm. It's it's over glamorized. I think if you have a passion, and you can do it, and you you know what do you call oh thick skin. You yeah. got there's it's not for the faint of heart, but also you got to have thick skin. So and, and not everybody's like Mark Cuban, mm-hmm. okay, that becomes a billionaire. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you know starts out small and becomes a billionaire. It's just not like that. There is a certain camaraderie also. I think that you know when we're amongst small business owners, that's really nice because. Everybody struggles. You get it. You get it. Mm -hmm. Correct. It's a struggle. No matter what, it's a struggle. There are exceptions to the rule, but, and you do. It's it's just like everybody kind of knows. It's just that you can look each other in the eyes and say, I know what you're going through because you're a small business Mm -hmm. owner. You mentioned Mark Cuban a moment ago. I know there was a point in time when you guys did audition 
for, for Shark Tank, did. but yeah. didn't get on the actual show, but, but you still had a great experience. Great experience. Great. Uh, the judges that were there that day, many of them were from Boston, which was interesting. Yeah. Um, and, but they decided not to do food for oh. that particular one we were auditioning for. And we so got down to the final 50, though. Uh, there was more than that. No, it was the 300. 300, yeah, people, and then... And then we didn't make that. We didn't make it to the final. The cut, Would you right. go back again? Would you try it, it again? It was a lot of work. Yeah. You know, and I don't know the benefits. I, you know, uh, I, I don't know if Mr. Wonderful could, uh, you know, generate <laughs> enough sales if he wanted to own half the business or oh, take yeah, a that's, that's gigantic the issue, part yeah. of the of the business. Yeah. Could be. I mean, I'd revisit it, but <clears throat> I hadn't really thought about it. We're looking to, um, and for me, like I just had a conversation this morning on the way in the car, I want, I want corporate gift giving, but I want it so that for the year, your company will use our chocolates to send out for the birthdays and for the anniversaries or whatever. The congratulatory lasting, things yes, like that. Something big. You know, at some point, I keep putting it out there. The problem is being able to mass produce once you get on Oprah's <laughs> favorite things. And yeah. I say, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> exactly. So we now understand that. So Well, to our listening audience, if you are looking for a unique gift, or heck, just chocolates for yourself, or that corporate experience that Pam just mentioned, I invite you to go to chocolatetherapystore.com. Or if you happen to be in Wayland, Massachusetts, check out their new shop. You'll see even more amazing flavors of chocolates. We're going to have the link in our show notes for everyone. David and Pam, as I knew it would be, it's so delightful to spend time with you. Thank you for being here today and wishing you continued success. Thank you thank so, you so much, much for thank having you. us. Thanks for having <laughs> us. And thanks to all of you for tuning in today. I don't know who said this quote. Chocolate is a delicious explosion of happiness in your mouth. There you go. And I would add, especially if it comes from chocolate therapy. <laughs> Until next time, be well. This podcast is brought to you in part by Fast Twitch Media, helping people tell their stories and giving them worldwide reach. The future is in the cloud and Fast Twitch Media can take you there. Be your best digital self. Check out fasttwitchmedia.space.